Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello there, my very good friends. Andy Murray here for What Culture Wrestling. And did WrestleMania 39 have a five-star match? Let's find out. Before we begin, a quick acknowledgement. Remember, this is all opinion-based. These are my ratings. Your ratings might be slightly different. That's totally fine. We should just acknowledge that before we get into some kind of big fight about like a quarter star difference or whatever, whatever. And before we dive into the card properly, let's just have a quick reminder of these ratings and what they really mean. A five-star match is one of the best matches of all time. A four-star match and above basically ranges from great to absolutely amazing. Three and above is good to very good. Two and above is kind of bad to kind of okay. I think that's fair to say. One and above is really bad. And a dud is one of the worst matches you've ever seen. So let's get this thing going with night one. Does this work? Yes, it does. Austin Theory versus John Cena. In my opinion, a solid but unspectacular way to kick off the biggest wrestling show of the year. I think the idea of Austin Theory beating John Cena to retain the United States title sounds incredible on paper. On the night, it's not quite what we got. John uh, isn't really giving you those big bombastic performances at this stage in his career. That's totally fine. He's uh, older. He's uh, much more part-time now than he was back in the day. He's got other considerations to worry about. So it's understandable. Uh, it's just a shame this probably won't do as much for Austin in the long term as I think it possibly could. That being said, I don't think it was a bad match at all. I'm going to go two and three quarter stars here, I guess, uh, on that one. It was totally fine, totally serviceable, not spectacular, uh, but understandably so. And from that match, from the US title match, we move on to the men's WrestleMania showcase match, the big two-on-two-on-two-on-two -on -two -on -two -on -two tag match. Look, th this kicked ass. This was sensational stuff, a huge over-delivery across the boards uh, from a match that a lot of people would have looked at before the card and gone, hey, does this really need to exist? Well, on the match's quality, yes, it absolutely did need to exist. I'm going three and three quarter stars on this one. And the only thing really keeping it from greatness was it was a little bit short. I would have liked two to four more minutes of this to really get it going. You know, Spotfest is often used as a derogatory term, a bad word. And, ah, Spotfest, no psychology, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, WWE, when it wants to, is actually really good at doing that kind of match. This was exactly that. Uh, I thought Ricochet in particular had an incredible performance, but a lot of fun, more than earned its place on the cards. I really enjoyed it. Popcorn everywhere. And speaking of popcorn everywhere, skidoosh. 
It's Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins. Logan Paul continues to demonstrate skill far beyond his experience level in professional wrestling. I know the guy's kind of a bell end away from wrestling, but he's, he's really great at this. And Seth did a great job with him as well, as we knew he would. This is a four-star match for me. Um, I thought it was great. It had pretty much everything you could possibly want from the stupidity of this guy doing his selfie stuff on the turnbuckle and then missing uh, going through the table, accidentally KSI in the stupid prime costume and all of that nonsense from their stuff off screen. It was just a big silly pantomime, the likes of which you want on WrestleMania lineups. And it wasn't the only one that was on this night either. Just great stuff. Logan Paul's really great at this. So the next match on night one after that was the Legends match, the second Legends match of the night after John Cena, of course. Trish and Lita and Becky Lynch against Damage Control, six-woman tag. Uh, look, there, there was some rough stuff here, for sure. I think uh, Lita in particular, uh, the rust is showing with her, for sure, the inactivity. Um, but she's still a star. She still gets those, those reactions. And when she's in the ring, in this kind of match that's never really going to be about work rate quality, she can still do a job. I thought Trish looked good across the board. Uh, she can still go to a degree. So maybe there's a singles match in her future at some point. And of course, the full-timers really held this together throughout um, all of them. Did their job slickly and professionally. So yeah, well, there was some roughness to it. Some clunkiness, definitely, across the board. Uh, this was still a three-star match to me. It was a good match. I had fun with it. Uh, and it raises some interesting questions about damage control, and particularly Bailey's future. Maybe they'll split up on Raw. Maybe they'll run an angle. We'll find out. Three stars. Boom. And now the pantomime resumes. Here they are. Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio. This was awesome. This was completely awesome. Um, from the crazy ring entrances, Dom with a, one of his dad's masks on, handcuffed, coming out in the police wagon, and of course the Eddie Guerrero tribute from Rey to the utilization of Aaliyah and Angie at ringside to Dominic's just incredible. I almost swore there, a dickhead heel performance, S-H-I-T head heel performance, whichever you prefer. He was just a sniveling piece of crap throughout this whole thing. And Ray is a complete nut. Uh, there's no need for this guy to be working so hard at this age, but you could really tell he wanted to do this with his son. And the end result was awesome. Look, to me, this is another four-star match. I thought this was an excellent example of the WWE kind of interference overbooked format working extremely well. It was a satisfying payoff to this storyline. I had a great time watching this and I'll probably go and watch it another five times whenever I'm feeling sad to remind me that sometimes silliness rocks. And speaking of things that rock, here's Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. Oh my god, oh my god, did these two beat the snot out of each other. This was starchy, it was potatoey, it was ugly at times in good ways. Early on, I was a little bit worried about it. Um, it looked maybe like they were struggling for a little bit of cohesion, maybe not quite on the same page or whatever. But those fears were quickly dispelled when the, when the bombs started dropping, man. I thought this was really sick. And they, they just laid into each other. There was one particular striking exchange, maybe just towards the end, where they were screaming at each other to hate each other harder. And they did just that. I mean, look, to me, this is a four and a half star match. It was great. It was one of the best WWE matches of the year. And probably in the same ballpark for me personally as a recent 
just bangers from this division, like uh, Bianca versus Sasha and Bianca versus Becky from recent WrestleManias. Um, they laid into each other, man. They had a really fierce intensity to their work. It felt real. It felt like a struggle. It had that real fight feel that's very difficult to capture, and they did a great job with that. Well done. Fantastic. Loved it. Speaking of things I loved, here's something I didn't love. Uh, Pat McAfee versus The Miz. Yeah, this had go-away heat for me, uh, I'm afraid, friends. Um, I did not need this to happen. It came, of course, from the, you know, a segment with The Miz and Snoop Dogg that was paid off on the second night to a degree. Pat McAfee comes out and, uh, yeah, case of diminishing returns with this bloke, I think. This was worse than his match with Austin Theory, definitely worse than his work in NXT, uh, better than the Vince McMahon thing last year, but that was a historic omni-shambles, the likes of which uh, I hope to never see again. Uh, one star for this. Um, it was a waste of time, a complete waste of time. And look, I get Pat is over to a degree and, you know, when he's at his best, he's a lot of fun to watch. This wasn't him at his best. And yeah, I, I, I kind of want the time back, to be honest. But I absolutely cannot say that about the main event. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos for the undisputed tag team titles. It felt like the, the start of the bloodline crumbling across these two nights. We all know what happened there. Uh, but no, th this was sensational stuff. This delivered on every single level. It was exactly what it needed to be and it was exactly what I personally wanted it to be. Um, they did a really good job early on. The heels controlling, isolating Sammy to get to Kevin's hot tag and they did a good job of toying with the idea, the fan anxiety that maybe Kev is gonna pull a U-turn. But ultimately, they went with the right choice. Often in wrestling, the predictable choice is the right choice. And that was the case here. For me, this was a four and three quarter star match. It wasn't one of the best matches I've ever seen, which is why it's not a five star match. That's my personal standard for these things. But it was sensational drama coming out of the ass. And I particularly like the way that they built the idea that the Usos were throwing absolutely everything at these guys to put them down and it just didn't work. The kickouts, the timing of the cutoffs, everything was sublime. The Usos had nothing for the baby faces who were just too damn irresistible in the end and the last star, the last stand, sorry, was incredibly well done. This was a phenomenal match and a great way to close off night one. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. 
With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Moving over to night two then, and we opened with some big, beefy boys. It was Omas versus Brock Lesnar, and this was uh, everything it needed to be. To be perfectly honest, I don't have a criticism of this. It ran about four and a half minutes. They bashed into each other. Both of them are the size of a planet. Uh, it started with the big moves, as you kind of get in these Brock, Paul Heyman, agented matches. Uh, explosions, fireworks, gigantic slabs of beef just colliding in the middle of the ring. What more could you possibly want from this scenario. It was a free star match. It was good. It did not overstay its welcome. It was a lot of fun. I have no complaints. Well done, boys. Following on from that was the Women's WrestleMania Showcase match, and they had some pretty uh, tall expectations after the first night's Showcase match was so good. So this one didn't quite hit those same levels. It was clunky, it was awkward, uh, there was some mistimed and, uh, and just off-the-pace stuff. Uh, across the board, really liked the dynamism and electricity of that first match, unfortunately. Uh, two stars on this one for me. I consider two and a half kind of okay. This one I felt was quite bad, sadly. And it's a shame because there's some very talented people in here. It just didn't come together on the night. Worryingly as well, it felt like Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey just weren't as present as they needed to be for this to feel like some kind of momentum builder for them. They won, of course, but... I'm not too sure how great they look coming out of it. I don't know if it did a whole lot for anyone, if I'm being honest. And yeah, yeah, just uh, not a good match. But after that, oh boy. Look at, I mean, come on. How can you not love this? It's one gigantic man powerbombing another gigantic man onto a third gigantic man. Gunther, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, Intercontinental title. Four and three quarter stars. This this was ridiculously good. 
And I thought it was every bit as good as the awesome Seamus vs. Gunther match from Clash at the Castle. It was further proof that this kind of meaty King's Road-esque wrestling can work, can get over in WWE's gigantic stadiums. It proves that all those arguments about this style just not resonating in WWE for all those years were complete nonsense. Gunther is doing it. Seamus is doing it. Drew is doing it. This style absolutely rocks. It sets my hair on end. I don't have any hair, but I do on my arms, I guess, so that kind it gets my blood going, it gets me leaping up on the couch at 4am as I'm watching this bloody thing. And the best thing is, with the way this panned out, you've still got Sheamus versus Gunther to settle their singles rivalry on the table. You can do that at a different pay-per-view, but this was so good. Gunther's Intercontinental title reign has been sick, Sheamus has been sick, Drew has been great as well. This felt like a restorative performance for him when he hasn't always been presented so well over the past six months or so. I cannot say enough good things about this match, but I've got to, because otherwise the video will be 45 minutes long. After the IC title match, we had the Raw Women's title match. We had Bianca Belair and Asuka. Uh, the build to this one did not warrant a title change, I thought. I was all in on Asuka maybe winning a title coming out of Royal Rumble, but since then the build to this match kind of involved a lot of standing across the ring and staring at each other and dribbling goo and holding the belt and being people who can't really get on but kind of respect each other. It wasn't the best, and that's kind of a shame, because Bianca is uh, forging herself quite the resum resume at WrestleMania, and Asuka is obviously tremendous as well. Just feel like they haven't made the most of that kind of rebirth that she got with the new face paint and, and everything else. But, that being said, I still really enjoyed this, and I'm still giving it three and three quarter stars. This was a very good match from two very good pro wrestlers with some great drama, particularly during the last two minutes or so when it got really electric. Um, was it as good as Bianca versus Becky or Sasha recent manias? Not for me, personally, but if it is for you, I'm not going to argue with you. This was a very good match, and I'm looking forward to seeing more from both. And, oh boy, I, I don't really know how to analyse what, what came next. I mean, look at that. Um, so, Snoop Dogg beat The Miz. I'm not going to give this a rating. You know what? Instead of a star, I'm going to give this an NR because no rating. Um, I'm not... Look, it was kind of bad. Let's not beat around the bush here. Um, but I'm going to cop out on it because I'm not about to criticize Snoop Dogg and The Miz for what they had to do. They essentially had to improvise and come up with something completely new when sh uh, silly Shane McMahon uh, tore his quad <laughs> after making a shock return. He leapfrogged over the Miz, of course, landed like a sack of potatoes, and yeah, the poor bugger tore his quad and got a serious injury. That meant Snoop Dogg had to punch the Miz in the face, do a people's elbow, and then win. So yeah, not <laughs> a great wrestling match, not a good wrestling match by any stretch, but... They had to think on their toes. They had to come up with something. And I think this was a fair sacrifice. So fair play, lads. You did what you had to do. I'm not going to rip into it. I'm not going to rate it. Um, Snoop didn't do his splash, though. So I guess that's something, right? And speaking of matches that suffered a little bit from injuries, albeit in a completely different way, Finn Balor versus Edge, man. Yeah, Finn took a rough one when uh, the chair hit him and hit himself in the face. He didn't hit himself in the face. What am I talking about? Edge threw the chair at him. It collided with his face. He got busted open. Kind of did create this clunky portion in the middle where we just had to watch Edge taking weapons out and stuff. And yeah, it did slow down the momentum as unfortunate as that was. I'm not going to rip into it for the same reasons. Um, but the action we got elsewhere, maybe lacking a little bit of the heat 
a little bit of the hatred we need from Hell in a Cell matches to make them really mean something, but the ending with the concerto was very fitting and was appropriate for their storyline, and it was the right choice, I think. Uh, Criticise the Demon's booking, absolutely, I think those are fair points to make, but that being said, I thought this was a pretty good match. I'm giving it three and a quarter stars. No, I'm not. Come to think of it, if you use Slayer in your entrance theme, you automatically get an extra quarter star. Three and a half stars. I don't make the rules. That's just how it works. Except I do make the rules. I just made them up on the spot, in fact. But yeah, South of Heaven. That was sick. Good job, Edge. Well done. I like you. Nice. And so, we're on to our final match of the evening. You know what it is. It's Cody Rhodes, it's Roman Reigns. You probably already argued with someone about the outcome, uh, but this is not the space for that. Except it is the space for that, because I'm going to mention the outcome. Look, I asked at the start of this video if WrestleMania 39 had a five-star match on it. For about 32 minutes of this match, I think it went 34 in total, yeah, I, I thought it was going to have a five-star match. This was trending, to me, towards one of the greatest WWE matches of all time. Uh, I thought they were doing a tremendous job. This was big theatre, bombast, fireworks, explosions, uh, the, the, the interferences and, and involvement of outside parties were so well done. Um, the timing of the kickouts on the 2.9999999 near falls were just sensational from both men. There was some great acting, some great facial expressions. It was kind of one of the, you know, the, the format we've come to expect from Roman during his title reign, but the best possible execution of that. And had it ended differently, I'd have given this five stars. In its current form, with what on the night felt like a total bummer to me personally, with my level of investment, remember, you might be completely different and that's totally fine, but to me, that finish, that outcome took a whole star off. Four stars. What we're left with is, uh, in my opinion, an undoubtedly great match. Devoid of classic status by making the wrong booking choice. Maybe I'll be proved wrong in three months, four months, or a year from now. Who knows? But I rate these things in the moment. We're not rating this match one year from now. If Cody finally wins the belt at WrestleMania XL, his time felt like last night. The ending was a downer. The choice was a downer. As a result, we have a great match that could have been an all-time match. Maybe you think it's an all-time match anyway. Maybe you agree with the, the outcome. Fine, let's have that conversation. It's all in the eye of the beholder. I don't believe in rating matches objectively. I don't think there's a fair way of doing that. Humans are inherently biased. Everyone has their preferences. How do you let those preferences cloud your ratings and stuff? I think it's impossible to separate the two. I think this is entirely subjective, entirely your choice. And if you think this is a five-star match, hey, more power to you. I'm glad you enjoyed it to that degree. And I wish, kind of, I was right there with you. But either way, WrestleMania 39, great WrestleMania, great couple of shows, couple of dud matches here and there, but nothing to spoil the overall experience. Maybe that finish, but hey, that's enough of that conversation. Uh, thank you for joining me today. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. Follow us on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE and at AndyHMurray on Twitter. That's where you can follow me and shout at me for not liking the result of the main event. Or shout at me for agreeing, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? WrestleMania was good. Either way. See you later. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, 
you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.